This is Dr. What, Dr. Where, Stories of Rural Medicine. It's the podcast exploring what it's like to further your training and practice medicine in regional Victoria. Ballarat is a thriving town with more than 100,000 people and has a large, well-equipped health service and a private hospital co-located in the same health precinct. Alongside specialist clinics and great training opportunities, there's also a country lifestyle far more relaxed than somewhere metropolitan. We're here in Ballarat with a group of junior doctors to talk about what it's like to train, study and live in regional Victoria. We might start by going around the table with everyone introducing themselves. Yeah, so my name's Ryan. I'm one of the interns here. I grew up here in Ballarat, um, went off to uni um, in Melbourne and I've come back for my first year out. I'm still undecided what I'm going to do long term. I've always been thinking about GP, but still really just trying to keep my options open. I'm Molly. I'm one of the interns on the Grampians Intern Training Program. So I work predominantly at St John of God and then Ararat and Maribara as well originally from Ballarat as well and I am um, still also unsure on what I'm going to do just trying to keep options open at the moment. I'm Sophie I'm in my well just finishing my second year of being a doctor I work here at the base hospital in Ballarat um, last year as my internship year I worked in the same program that Molly's working in for the Grampians originally from Adelaide studied in Sydney made my way back out of the big city which was really good um, to end up here in Ballarat for a few years. And my name's Dan Wilson. I'm actually an in-training doctor with the Australian College of Rural and Remote Medicine, and this is my third year of practice as a rural generalist trainee. Uh, I work across both Ballarat and Ararat. So you're, you're starting to become a rural generalist? That's right. I think one of the things we could start off with is kind of unpacking what field or what direction you, you decided to practice in. Dan, what led you to rural generalism? I think there's a number of things that led me to the path of rural generalism. First and foremost, I'm from a rural community that's reasonably small and that had a large impact on what I wanted to do and return a service to the community. But the second factor was also the fact that I wanted to have a really broad scope of practice across all the disciplines of medicine. And for me, I melded really well with uh, rural generalist medicine. Yeah, I guess rural generalist pathway is quite an attractive pathway, I think, as a doctor, because it allows you to work at a reasonably specialised level in a broad range of areas. If you're working in the cities, generally you have to specialise in one small area, and so you don't really get to appreciate all the other areas of medicine. Now, Ryan, you said you you weren't 100% sure kind of where you you want to end up in as well. Mm -hmm. Has coming back to Ballarat to do some training sort of helped perhaps a sense of where you want to end up? Yeah, well, I think initially, I guess, from finishing school, my friends and I all wanted to move to Melbourne or Geelong, go to uni, you know, the attractive aspect of going to the Big Smoke, all that sort of thing. But now moving back, I've realised that long term, I think I don't want to be in the city. I think that's one thing I've realised this year. In terms of trying to figure out what I'm going to do long-term career-wise? I think many of the programs are becoming so specialised these days that um, there's so many hurdles and hoops that you have to jump through. It's more of a consideration not just about what areas of medicine you like but what lifestyle you want to end up with. And I think that a lot of people are coupling that with their areas of interest to come to their decision. 
Well, that is a massive consideration sort of outside the hospital, outside the workplace as well. Was that a deciding factor in you coming to Ballarat? Oh, certainly. I, as I said, did some of my medical school in Sydney, which was a big city coming from Adelaide originally. And I was quite happy to get out into a smaller area to cut the commute times down to a walk, a little stroll to the hospital instead of, you know, an hour plus and just much better quality of life. You know, you can have co-curricular activities, hobbies, you know, you'd ask consultants in Sydney what their hobbies were and they'd just look at you like you'd grown a third head or something. And here everyone has different things they're involved in. What was the experience sort of, you know, moving to somewhere you've never been before as well, to another state, to a different country town? I think everyone would probably say moving to new areas has its challenges. Medicine as a whole profession moves you around a lot. Um, So a lot of people do move into state for medical school and then they move into state sometimes for internships or to get onto training programs. And then during training programs, you get moved around periodically as well. So I think there's a lot of transience in the medical training pathway anyway. But um, it's always tough starting, starting anew. Molly and Dan, did you ever plan to come back to Ballarat to, to practice or train? Um, yeah, so I'm actually coming back here next year um, to work in the Ballarat based hospital. My whole life kind of is set up in Ballarat. So to be able to live and work here for me is very appealing. Um, I don't see myself really moving unless for work I have to. And my story shares elements both of Sophie and of Molly. So I'm not from Victoria originally, but came to Victoria for study. And since graduation, started my journey in Ballarat and have stayed in the Ballarat area. I'm recently about to finish building a home just outside of Ballarat, and I'm certainly committed to working long-term in the Grampians region, which covers most um, aspects of Ballarat, Maryborough, Ararat, and a few other small towns as well. So I'm here to stay. Was there anything sort of surprising moving out here? Do you have any kind of expectations of what it was going to be like? I think each person brings to a move different expectations and and that's coloured by the lenses that we wear. So as I said, I'm from a small rural town, so Ballarat to me is actually a reasonably large city. People might say it's a small little town, but I don't think it's small in the sense that you have to really find a car space, I still don't know everyone, and you have to wait for a seat at the restaurant. The towns where I'm mostly going to work and apply my skills are towns less than 10,000 people. So it's about matching those expectations that you bring and then how you enjoy things. And I mean, I really like Ballarat. It's my version of a big city. How has the training here furnished you with experiences that you're going to be able to apply in country towns smaller than 10,000 people? For me, Ballarat was the perfect launching place for my career. Last year, I was awarded the 2019 Junior Doctor of the Year Award and that's for all junior doctors in Victoria and I attribute part of that award to the first two years of clinical medicine here in Ballarat. I think the team environment, the culture and the medical community uh, is a fantastic place to start a career and and launch your career no matter where that's going to go. Was there any sort of reasons for everyone else deciding to come out here to train? I think it's a really good sized place. As Dan said, it's It's a regional town, really, so um, you can use it as a launching pad to go to the city if that's your preference, or you can use it as a launching pad to go further rural. Um, It sort of provides you with more of that big hospital experience, but you can take that whichever direction you want to. 
I think my intern program in particular, the appeal of that was that how hands-on it is. So, for example, I've just not long finished my surgical rotation in Ararat, um, where I was essentially doing anaesthetics every single day. I was in theatre operating every day when they needed a first assistant. And I don't think I would have got that experience really at any other hospital. Um, so that was a huge factor for me that appealed me to wanting to work in a rural health service. Yeah, I did a lot of rotations at bigger metropolitan hospitals in uni. And you just sort of felt a bit lost and overwhelmed. You know, you're always trying to chase people down. No one seemed to have a whole heap of time in terms of the consultants didn't have a heap of time for you. Um, often things would get cancelled and you've sort of forgotten about. Whereas here, I feel like people actually get to know your name, get to know who you are, and you actually get more responsibility and to do stuff hands-on. Here, you're, you're part of the team a little bit more. I think in big cities, as Ryan says, you can become a bit of a number. Um, whereas here, it's quite common to you know, know your consultants by name and have a good chat in the hallway. And I think, as Molly was saying, you do get a lot more hands-on out here. Um, and particularly if you're doing more rural rotations in, in the smaller towns. In the specialised areas in the big cities, you'll just refer to a more specialised team for lots of things, whereas out here we don't have that option and so we, we do it ourselves. Does that play a, a major factor in sort of preparing you to get out into practice to become a consultant? Yeah, I think it makes um, you a more confident doctor all round. Um, you sort of get very good at the bread and butter and happy to jump in and take responsibility for things, but probably at an earlier stage in your career, perhaps. With the medicine being more hands-on and you're getting to know the consultants a bit more compared to a metro placement, do you feel like there's anything that you might have missed out on coming out here or anything that might have been lacking in, in a placement here? I mean, I understand why many people choose to work in metropolitan cities and many of those are outside of the reasons that they chose to go into medicine. People already have established families, they have networks that they don't want to leave or they might have a home or other connections. But there also are some other professional reasons that I understand why people practice in large metropolitan places that Sophie's already alluded to, such as subspecialty medicine. So for example, here in Ballarat, we don't have neurosurgery, we don't have cardiothoracics or some other subspecialty medicine. And if a junior doctor is interested in gaining experience in that particular field, then of course they do need to go elsewhere. But I would suggest that there are many opportunities to learn and experience in regional parts of the country, building that generalist skill set to start with. You've mentioned some really quite subspecialised areas that just aren't possible in regional areas. But how comprehensive would the various specialist fields be out here? Specialties that we have are well-renowned within their fields. Um, I think that people who come here for parts of their training get a really good experience and probably get a little bit more hands-on than some other areas, depending on your specialty. Um, I think one of the issues is that in some of the training programs, you're not able to do a lot of your training in these regional areas. They sort of force you to go back to the big cities for some of the training. So there's only a few specialties that we could do and stay in this regional area for the whole time, which becomes difficult if you're looking at families and things over the course of your training. That is a massive challenge and even handling things year to year with internships and then uh, registrar positions. What's been everyone's experiences forging a, a, a training pathway out here? Like have, have people been receptive to you 
expressing interest in a subspecialist field or somewhere you want to eventually end up in? I think people here are quite supportive of trying to yeah, support the junior doctors in their areas of interest. I think if you have particular areas that you're interested in, they'll try their best to get you rotations and experience in those areas um, that we have to offer. I guess it's probably important to point out we finish university of four to six years and then you do a year internship and then you generally do a couple of years um, rotating around to different areas as a resident or an HMO and then from there you apply to different specialty training programs. So it's a long, long journey. And I think the benefit of being like working so closely with senior staff and the consultants is that if you express that you're interested in a particular area, they are very supportive of that and they will, you know, happily be references or help you kind of guide you to what you need to do to then get onto that pathway as well. Even I think if you're undecided like me and don't have a clear pathway that you want to approach, um, I found it really useful just saying I don't know and people telling me what sort of rotations, what sort of years will be better for, for me to help make my mind up or to keep my options open. Yeah. And how did the variety of medicine you can experience out here, how has that played a role in, in your journey, Ryan? So I think first I've done two ED rotations here and you really do see a lot of everything. You see a lot of paediatrics, you see a lot of women's health comes through as well and pretty much anything else. So I guess whereas maybe in Melbourne, you know, a lot of the trauma goes to the Alpha of the Royal Melbourne, you know, paediatrics will go to a, um, a tertiary paediatrics hospital. You get a bit of everything because it's not so small that places will, you know, cases will get bypassed straight to the city, but it's also big enough that you can handle things until they're stable before they need to be moved on. Some doctors or medical students might be a bit concerned about stuff like building professional networks and perhaps even the level of support that's out here as well. Does anyone have sort of experiences they'd like to share about the support that they've received in their training? I've found that we're very well supported out here. I mean, in the Grampians internship program, as Molly's doing this year, we worked through St John of God, which is the private hospital in Ballarat, as well as Ararat and Maryborough. And we worked in consultation with one of the consultants in those areas. So we built up really good rapport with them. They're happy to chat about anything that we have issues with um, anytime. So that was really good. And here at the base hospital, it's similar. Um, we have slightly larger teams being a larger hospital, but um, you always feel like there's people that you can talk to. I think long gone are the days where you have the horror stories of some junior doctor working by themselves in their first week out or something. I think it also depends what you mean by the word support. So the word support's used a lot in medicine and I think it can mean different things to different people. So what Sophie's probably alluding to there is clinical support, the fact that you've got someone to talk to when you don't know what to do. And for some junior doctors, that means good support is having someone on the ground to speak to face-to-face. -face. For other doctors that have worked in more isolated or rural rotations like Sophie and Molly have already in the Grampians Rural Intern Community Program, that support might actually be over the phone sometimes. And then, of course, there's the kinds of support such as settling into the community or finding other ways to integrate yourself into the town. And they've been fantastic here at Ballarat, reflecting back on the last two years of my early career. What was your experience sort of getting into the community here in Ballarat? In a single word, great. Um, I mean, I wasn't from Ballarat and I, I didn't really know the town that I was coming to. 
So the first parts of me settling in involved becoming familiar with my intern colleagues in the first year of practice. And we really got on quite well. So I, I used the people that knew the town as a, as a platform to become more involved. And then, like I guess any person that moves to a new town, you figure out what your hobbies are and whether they're able to be done in the local town and you reach out. One of the concerns some people might have would be the level of anonymity you might be able to achieve. It might be possible to remain quite anonymous and quite distant from the community in somewhere like Ballarat, but if you head out to a smaller town practicing, it can be a real challenge to do that. For everyone here who's grown up in Ballarat, what's been your experience coming out here to to practice in terms of trying to maintain that sort of professional distance? I think within yourself, you know what you're like, who you're comfortable treating and who you're not. And if you would never have to be in a situation where you would, um, if you're not comfortable, you could always seek out someone else to be involved in that patient's care. Um, I don't think there would be any kind of pressure in a town the size of Ballarat to have to treat someone that you felt uncomfortable treating. I also find that people will generally see you and want to come up and say hi anyway. And even if you're not directly involved in the care or even if you are they want to chat about non-medical stuff and you can easily do that without getting too involved if you don't want to or if you don't have to. I think if you don't want to be recognised I guess as a doctor in town the size of Ballarat with over 100,000 people it's really easy to remain anonymous if that's your goal to really separate professional and personal lives which has long been an issue for for doctors throughout the centuries, that separation of what's personal and what's professional. But as you start to move to those smaller towns, like you've alluded, under about 10,000, that distinction starts to dissipate and, and you need to develop the right skill sets and have the right networks to support you in navigating that difficult role between professional and personal. Moving out to somewhere further from a metropolitan centre beyond Ballarat, there might be some concerns about perhaps professional isolation as well. Are you, are you concerned about that at all or is that something that you think might be a concern heading into your careers out in the regions? Technology has brought with it a lot of advantages in terms of working rurally or remotely in that um, you can easily contact larger city hospitals for advice or support on patients. They can access the test results or you can send them through. So I think there's a little bit less isolation clinically in that respect. Certainly, the further remote you go, you're going to be more isolated in your personal life too, and I suppose that's, that's a preference, whether you enjoy living with that close community feel. As you're sort of starting out in your careers, what's been your experiences developing a, a professional network of people you can go to and ring up if you have concerns or trying to get onto some sort of program as well? I might speak to that since I'm already on a training program. So the first question was regarding developing professional networks. I'd argue or put forward the argument that building a professional network in regional and rural towns and health services is actually easier than large metropolitan services. So I feel it to the fact that sometimes in the larger places you do feel like a number and numbers tend not to be remembered. Names and faces tend to be remembered. So building those close relationships with more senior clinicians is more possible because there's less competition and people might take an interest in you. And then in terms of getting onto a training pathway, 
I think that's really quite dependent on what your specialty interest is. For me, that's rural generalism and there's certainly little competition to get into that specialty because there's a, a great undersupply of clinicians there, but that's not the case for all the other specialties. Yeah, I think like this year in particular, I've worked one-on-one -on -one with consultants basically for the whole year. So I think I've developed quite a good professional network and for someone who wants to stay in the region, I think that's been really beneficial because no matter what specialty I go into, um, they'll always know who I am from now on. So that's been a really positive thing from this year. And I think people sometimes forget how small specialty areas are within say a state. And so if you're looking for references and things, having a good name within the regional specialty, so to speak, will still give you a good name in the whole of that specialty. So if doctors here vouch for you, their colleagues in cities or wherever you need to go next will also respect that. One of the things which would be great to unpack as well is perhaps highlighting some of the experiences you've been able to get out here that you might not have been able to do in a metropolitan centre. Like as Ryan, you've alluded to within the ED, you've got to see a wide breadth of medicine. Is there any particular experiences you've had that you, you might not have been able to uh, perhaps at the point you're at in your training? Uh, it's, it's been a bit hard with COVID. You know, being able to step into like a surgical, you know, assisting with surgeries and stuff. I could probably speak to that a little bit. Um, so I've kind of mentioned before um, about how the anaesthetics experience I've had this year. As an intern, you, it's very uncommon to get much anaesthetics experience, but I've basically been doing airway management with supervised on my own by the end of my surgical rotation, which I don't think many interns would have had at this point in their training. Yeah, yeah certainly. Um, I'd also say that because you're one of the only ones there in, in the smaller rural hospitals, you do get very hands-on quite quickly. So um, last year, fairly early in the year, um, I was in one of those smaller towns and there was just myself and my senior colleague as the two doctors in the hospital at the time. And in another area of the hospital, someone who'd come in for a routine test became unresponsive. And so we attended that and managed it and had to ship them off to Melbourne and organise the retrieval and everything. So I just don't think you'd get that at such a low, like such an early level after you've graduated anywhere else really. Definitely being in the resuscitation area of the ED, especially overnight and it's just, you know, a senior edge, um, another edge, HMO and yourself. Often if there's more than one resus, you're doing the bulk of the work. And it's not necessarily always scary and overwhelming, but you do get a chance to, you know, put the pads on and deliver a shock and, you know, take care of the airway for a bit, which yeah, I think if you were somewhere larger, you'd probably miss out on. I definitely have run out of fingers and toes to count the opportunities that I've had working in a large regional centre and now this year predominantly in a smaller rural centre. I mean, people will be attracted to different things, whether they're procedures or logistical things. But to give you an example, I've put needles and tubes into people's chests that people at my level of seniority would never have done. Here in Ballarat, I've helped set up a near peer teaching program that never would have been established had it been a larger centre because I wouldn't have known the people to actually help me set that up. So as I said, I've really had unlimited opportunities to participate in procedures or or take on responsibility beyond what a metropolitan counterpart would have had. How might these opportunities sort of shape your, your early career as well? Given that 
it'd be extremely difficult to to achieve some of those those goals in a metro center how does that sort of influence where your career's headed as well i think positive or early exposure to positive clinical experiences that you maybe didn't expect or you'd like but don't expect to get so early do influence your career trajectory so for example if you have really positive emergency department experiences where you have hands-on resuscitation or you're managing complex tasks that may in fact influence that you're interested in emergency medicine because you've had such positive experience there and the corollary is true that if you have a bad experience somewhere then that might not keep your appetite for that specialty. I think it's hard to be interested in something that you haven't seen or had some experience in. I think having those early clinical experiences in a broad range of areas um, really helps you to shape your interests um, and also helps you to cross off things that you're not so interested in. So for example, in Ararat last year, I was doing the surgical term and as Molly's said, we did the anaesthetics and we scrubbed and we helped the surgeon with the surgery. And as one of my consultants said to me, you won't have a job like this again unless you become a surgical registrar. Um, And as I mentioned before, it's a long pathway. And so for me now, that would still be several years away. So having that exposure early made me increase my interest in surgical specialties. Being someone who wasn't super confident at uni, coming out here and, well, beforehand thinking that maybe being in a high pressure environment like in ED wouldn't be for me at all, having such good support and experiences in ED here has sort of built my confidence up over the year and now I'll be doing more next year and some ICU and that sort of thing as well so um, I think it's really helped sort of open up opportunities that I'd sort of closed off because I didn't think I'd be able to yeah and I think sometimes like as an intern a lot of your job would be um, doing like a lot of paperwork you might not necessarily get a lot of time to do you know procedural things or to get a real sense of what the specialty's like because you're getting bogged down by paperwork whereas you know in a more regional rural centre because you're one of there's a smaller team so you're one of the few doctors on that team that there's more opportunities to actually get hands-on experience of what the consultants do day to day and I think that then gives you a bit more insight to what the specialties actually like to work in. As, as Molly mentioned uh, earlier, experiencing various things may also show you that it might not be for you. Just following that a little bit further, has anyone sort of had doubts about the, the direction they're headed or um, has seen something in particular that they've gone, that's not for me? I've sort of always said that I, I really don't want to do surgery. It's just not the lifestyle for me and I'm not that sort of motivated to go through all the competitive training programs. Saying that, I really love my surgical rotation here. And even from the outset, my registrars knew that I didn't want to do surgery. But by the end of it, I got a reference out of it because, you know, you just show that you're keen and they're happy, even though you're not really trying to gun for a spot on the surgical program. They're happy nonetheless for you to just be there and learn some stuff and get some experience that is probably going to be applicable, you know, whatever you end up doing, if you are, you know, going to head towards rural generalism or anything like that. I think with every rotation you do, both as a student and as a junior doctor, you're always sort of weighing them up in your head where they fit in your list of interests. But I think everything that you do, you take something away from. So I had a rotation in psychiatry earlier in the year 
Um, as I just mentioned, I'm more procedurally inclined, so I really enjoy surgery, <laughs> opposite to Ryan. So, so we would be on call at my level and overnight we would answer calls about patients in the whole of the Western Victoria district um, and then work closely with our consultants to, to manage those patients. Um, and it was a really interesting experience. Like I, I took things away from that that I'll use for my career, even though it's not something that I would like to specialise in. My rotations in first and second year of practice were problematic in a way. I knew I'd probably always had an interest in generalist practice, whatever that was, general practice, emergency, something where you see most things. My problem was that I really enjoyed every single rotation, so then thought about that specialty every single time. And the one unifying thing for me was that uh, it needed to occur in a rural setting and I wanted to do it all. So that's why I chose rural journalism. Does anyone have advice for listeners who are looking at getting into a career in rural medicine uh, or perhaps you know some things they should be looking out for or pursuing come do it it's really good I mean the reasons that we've said stand on their own but I think also everyone in rural hospitals is a little bit less stressed than in city hospitals Um, and I think that that allows them a little bit more time to be a bit more supportive to yeah be polite and treat you well Um, and to help encourage you in directions that you're interested in. So I think as well as all the experience and things that we've talked about, I think it's just a really nice place to work. And outside of medicine, you can have hobbies and you can walk to work and there's just so much more time in your day because you live so much closer and you cut out that commute time. So I think, yeah, good, good for you at any stage of your career, really. And you don't necessarily have to be, you know, six hours from Melbourne or anything. Like, if you are sort of undecided, I think... Ballarat and maybe Bendigo they're good places to sort of be a stepping stone to that sort of thing if you're unsure you can try it out you know it's an hour and a half less to Melbourne and that was one of my concerns moving back here you know my siblings moved to Melbourne my girlfriend all my friends are there but you can duck down on a weekend on ED you've got like three days off a week it's so easy to you know, still have a life in Melbourne, if that's where you're from, and to work here and actually enjoy it. Yeah, I used to think I was a long way from the airport here, but realistically, when I thought about it, where I lived in Sydney, it took me almost the same amount of time to get to the airport there. Um, And here it's just an easy drive. I think as well, even if, like, you don't want to work in a rural area long term, I think just for the experience to come for a year or two, get a sense of what it's like to work in a rural health service and... I suppose sometimes the limitations that we have so then you know you have a bit more of an appreciation for those people you speak to on the phone from those places who are trying to transfer patients and what they're trying to do with their resources is also really valuable. I echo what's been said I mean I've written a couple of times on why people should have a go at rural practice and the conclusion is always just come give it a go it doesn't have to be for a long time but we'll sure make it a good time and try to convince you to stay but even if you don't want to stay or work in a rural area as molly's just said it'll give you a broader understanding of the health sector and improve your clinical practice in the long run one of the things that'd be great to sort of unpack as well is perhaps some of the challenges that might come up if you're pursuing a rural placement particularly if it's you know you're moving somewhere there might be some challenges that arise with your personal life with you know the logistics of moving out here Uh, has anyone experienced challenges with that sort of thing 
I mean, who hasn't? As previous speakers have mentioned, each time we need to move in medicine, there's a certain sense of grief because you're moving on from something that was enjoyable and having to start anew. And each time you start anew, that comes with a level of risk. And that risk is, will I make friends? Will I make a good professional network? Will I fit in and ultimately, will I belong? And all of those are challenges that need to be overcome. And I've done it every single year since I finished my undergraduate degree and now finally no longer have to. But every year I've found mechanisms to overcome those barriers, mostly because I reached out to others in the professional community or in the broader community. I think as well, like it's what you make of the experience as well. So especially in some of the rural, more rural hospitals and health services, you're working with the same staff, whether that be medical, nursing, allied health, every single day. So there's opportunities to network quite easily within those health services um, and to become a bit more engaged with people outside medicine because, yeah, you just work so closely and develop relationships really quickly. I found the majority of medical students and junior doctors who have worked in these regional and rural areas Um, are often quite sad to leave. And the reasons that they leave are not necessarily because they don't enjoy it here or don't like it, but their family reasons, maybe their partner has a job in a bigger city and they can't move, or training reasons. So as I mentioned earlier, a lot of training programs don't allow you to complete your training in these rural or regional areas. And so if you want to become a paediatrician, you'll have to move back to Melbourne or one of the big cities if you want to do Um, a surgical specialty or even emergency training you still have to do a large part of that training in a big hospital in a big city and so often people are are forced by the system to move back to big cities even though all things being equal they would probably quite enjoy to stay. Lastly it'd be great to see I guess where everyone sees themselves working once you've wrapped up your training it's tough to do that without a crystal ball particularly if you're not sure of a a direction, but does anyone have an idea of where they see themselves? I might start with that because my journey is probably the most distilled only by the fact that I've been working a little longer. I mean, in rural generalist practice, you need to plan a long way in your training. So for me, I know where I'll end up in the short term and that will be practicing rural medicine in the Grampians region, probably across a few small rural towns and also Um, some more subspecialist services in queer and transgender health here in Ballarat. But the long term probably involves some education and leadership work as well, but never without uh, a rural component. That will always be with me. Going into uni, I thought I was going to move to Melbourne and stay there. But coming back now, I can say the opposite. Like I'm very reluctant to move back for work in Melbourne unless it's part of you know a training program otherwise you know somewhere western Victoria probably I'd say I'll end up if not here in Ballarat but I think it's it's kind of hard to go back to being a nobody in the city once you've had such a good experience here yeah I guess I'm still a little bit undecided about my career pathway as well Um, as I mentioned I really love surgery so I think if I did surgery I'd love to do orthopedic surgery bones and joints And if I did that, I'd like to end up in a regional area servicing rural towns. If I don't do that, I'll probably do either rural generalist or sports medicine and have a procedural component to that, as well as being involved in sort of um, retrieval or expedition medicine 
um, as a bit of a hobby on the side of those things because you're more broadly skilled you can sort of open that up to some other areas. I'm still undecided about what exactly I'm going to do but I don't see myself moving from the Grampians region. I think I've developed such a good network, professional network across multiple health services that I think it only benefit me to stay within this, this region long term. As you've alluded to, some people in, in deciding whether to come out to these regional and rural areas feel that it might be sort of a one-way street. So, you know, you make that decision coming out of medical school whether you want to work in regional rural areas or whether you want to stay in the cities. But it's really, it's not a one-way street at all. You know, you can chop and change to your heart's content in some respects. So just go with what you enjoy and have a good time. And I agree with Sophie on that. Like some of my co-interns have done this rural intern year are now going off to the Alfred or going to the northern or eastern big hospitals in Melbourne and you know getting really amazing jobs within those hospitals just because of the references they've been able to get during this time yeah so I don't think it's going to be at any disadvantage to try work in a rural centre for a couple of years. And it's not always just lucky here you know in the worst case scenarios you by yourself in the bush three hours from the nearest small town, you can find anywhere from that to a town with 100,000 people and lots of specialists. So it's not as daunting as some people sort of paint it to be. That's it. I think it gives you a really good appreciation for healthcare in Australia. I think you can become quite close-minded in a city as to just having things at your beck and call. You know, you send something off and it comes back straight away. You've got all those specialties at a click of your fingers. As, as Ryan's just said, you know, if you're working in the smaller towns, you might have people who have come there and they've driven three hours to get to that small town and you get GPs calling up and they may not have had an X-ray and they're asking you for advice, but they don't have any information to send you because they don't have those resources out there. So I think, yeah, it really puts things in perspective and improves your clinical medicine because you're not just relying on that feedback all the time. The one thing that I would add is something that Molly's just mentioned is that to try and debunk a long-held myth by many junior doctors is that one day many junior doctors would like to practice in a metropolitan area even at a particular hospital because of the career aspiration and therefore don't want to do a rural or regional rotation due to a fear that they won't get a job again in the city. I have nothing more to say other than the fact that that's just completely false and if not junior doctors that do rotations in regional and rural towns are more likely to know their senior clinicians more and hence get more positive references, maybe even increasing the chance of a job in those large places. Thanks to our guests for taking the time to discuss their work and thank you for listening. This episode was part of a series of conversations with doctors in regional Victoria. There's more episodes available which focus on a wide range of medical specialties and all things rural medicine. Find us on your podcast app of choice, and if you're enjoying the series so far, give us a five-star rating. It helps us reach more people looking at a career in rural medicine. Deakin University's School of Medicine has collaborated with Monash Rural Health to create this episode. Deakin operates the Western Victoria Regional Training Hub and Monash Rural Health, the Northwest Victoria and Gippsland Regional Training Hubs. There are hubs all across the country helping medical students and junior doctors learn more about practicing medicine in regional Australia. 
To find out where your nearest regional training hub is, visit the link in the episode show notes or just search regional training hubs. Dr. What? Dr. Where? is presented by Patrick Laverick, that's me, and it was made possible by funding from the Rural Health Multidisciplinary Training Program at the Commonwealth Department of Health.